Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's almost that time of the year where we get to go sit around the Game Awards and Flute Guy's going to come back and play the flute, one of the worst instruments to jazz solo on. Did you see the little like video announcement? You know what I'm talking about? No. Flute dude's got like the wood pan flute goes psycho. To... Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's not like playing Aqualung where it's like an actual flute solo. Mm-hmm. I would argue that the worst instrument to try to speed play is the flute. Because if you miss any bit of air going over, you might as well have just unco- like opened a soda bottle and just gone... That's all it's going to be. You'd actually get more sound out of doing that, probably. Surprised we've never seen like someone playing like an ocarina when in relation to yeah video games, right? French horn solo, mix it up, do something weird. Put your hand in the instrument. That thing called with the fucking crank and all the doodly. Yeah, the. It's not a glockenspiel. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember what it's called. But, yeah, it's like five instruments in one. It's got the crank on one end, piano. Yeah, I know what we're talking about. We watched what you played live. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Didn't think I'd see that, but, you know. I did. If there was one thing you're like, what do you think you're not going to see? <laughs> that would have been on the list. Oh, yeah. Especially after watching videos of it and being like, what the fuck is this? That was another one of those instances of, you know, making things happen in, in the universe. Because it wasn't, we That's watched true. the video, it's like, true. we watched the video, like, pretty close to, like, maybe a week or two. I don't know. Yeah, probably on back-to-back weeks, too. We probably watched it more than one week. We, I, we spoke it into the universe again. And then we just happened to see one. And it's like, what the fuck is this? <sighs> anyway, welcome. Yeah. Gamers 2 Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Like Matt handing me his other water. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you got this, I believe. I believe I can fly. I believe I am I didn't realize it until like we got up here and I was like, that was really salty and I'm, I'm out. I made uh, I made steak the other night. So Thursday night was uh, steak night. 
was it was steak night, but it was Samantha's birthday. Oh, yes, it was. <clears throat> so I did the old steak, you know, <clears throat> cooked in the cast iron with some butter, some rosemary, some thyme, some garlic. You know, you sear it, do a little little basting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, well, do you do a basting or do you do the the scoop drop? Scoop drop. Scoop drop. With a spoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did the uh, the full thing. You know, I pulled the steaks out. Like, I went 45 minutes. I pulled them out okay. 45 minutes before I cooked them and let them get up a little bit to room temperature. But I also, like, 15 minutes before I cooked them, I unwrapped them. And I fucking, I took some of that kosher salt. Or in our case, it was sea salt, but ground up a little bit. And I fucking salted the fuck out of both sides, and I let it sit there. Did you get like a good slap in? I did. I I had gloves on. I I had like fucking rubber latex, whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. they were. Gloves on. And I was like smushing it in there. But did you slap it? Yeah, of course I slapped it. You gotta, and every I, now and then you got to get that nice slap and then stare at whoever's around. Yeah. It's especially if it's the kid. You look at me and go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I I cooked them obviously. Because I'm not, you know, well, a yeah. monster. When you're not going to cook meat. Uh, and the moral of the story is that it was an extremely salty meal, but like not. It was amazing. It was probably the best steak I've ever cooked, Ooh, and it was delicious, good. and it was perfectly like perfectly cooked. I just nailed it. Luck. Not saying I'm good. It was pure luck. <laughs> um, but it was one of those meals that, like, afterwards, like an hour later, you feel like you're fucking. A husk. Yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. I need three bottles of water stat. I don't need I need it. I need it. But yeah, there's I have consumed so much liquid today. I'm probably pushing 150 ounces of water right now. Jesus Christ. You're I, on your water kick, aren't you? I'm trying to be, yeah. Uh that immediately got toned down, by the way. Did you I, the, were the, you just like, okay, this was the two, too hard. The <laughs> so I had bought that water. Uh, hydro flask. Yeah, it's, we fucked this entire podcast. I guess I had bought. <laughs> I had bought this. I'll tell you I, what. This is more exciting than anything we're probably going to talk about. <laughs> Fair enough. I had bought this hydro flask that was a forty ounce one. Now initially I was going to buy a sixty ounce one. Jesus Christ! It still blows my mind because I'm pretty sure my coffee mug, which is my coffee, whatever the fuck, I wouldn't call it a mug, but whatever the fuck it's called, thermos. Yeah, it's probably twenty six ounces, and it's like pretty massive. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty massive. So it helps that I can't see the water inside. Yeah, but it. I was gonna buy the sixty one, and then that became like too much of a thing, of like trying to find. Uh, like, like the top was still the same, but it was just like okay, that's a little bit cumbersome to try to lug around or whatever. Uh, so I'll get the forty ounce, and then my thing was I had read somewhere that like a hundred something ounces, I think. Like low hundreds or maybe a hundred of water a day was like the you're like I almost ideal intake, which I'm assuming is like eight cups or something like that, probably throughout throughout the course of the day. Yeah. Uh, and I went, what if I did that all before three? And so my normal routine is I wake up. If it's the weekend, I'll have breakfast. If it's work, ain't no fucking way. I'm going straight to work because I just I don't wake up on time. I, I wake up and leave. I don't yeah. wake up. I, what am I do, do things before I get there? No, I hate the morning. So I get up. I get there. I, I have a good old ghost powder. It's not a pre-workout. It's like more like an energy powder. 
I mix that with 20 ounces of water. Then after that 20 ounces, I take the that's and that's in a shaker bottle, 20 mm-hmm. ounce shaker bottle. And then I pull out of my bag the 40 ounce hydro flask and I go fill that. And then I drink that. And then I'll fill it again and I'll drink it again. So for those keeping track at home, that is 100 right there. Now, here's what I don't do. The second 40 ounce anymore because I was pissing I was gonna so say, much. Do you spend the rest of your day just peeing? <laughs> it was so bad. Um, I, I, honestly, I, I might have been able to save myself some and just piss straight up and drink that because it might have been so pure that it would have been fine. straight water. I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing right uh, now. But... So it was, it's that, it's at least 60 ounces essentially of water, right? I'll split that up by drinking some type of something fruited kind of mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. I'll something still sometimes with one, get, some sense of flavor. Well, sometimes you get like a Sprite or something, you know, the, the haha least worst of the sodas in yeah. quotes. Not really true, but you know what I mean? You, you, you trick yourself into thinking it's better than Mountain Dew. Um, yeah. I'll have that, or I'll have like a Celsius, or just something that's got. If there's an orange juice, even though that's really sugary too, I'll just get mm-hmm. something. I had a Gatorade for the first time the other day, by the way. Holy shit, can't drink that anymore. Good sugar. Oh my god, it was so bad. Yeah, I drank one a uh, couple months ago, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I don't like, know I if they're always like that. Or... I don't know. I got a small one. It was the blue flavor, which is mm-hmm. normally the one I would go for. And I just like I can't drink. This is disgusting. I can't drink yeah. this. Which was it was like that was weird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of those like as a kid you drank that for so long. And I haven't had one in so long. Oh, it's weird. Anyway, so I dr- I do that right. Yep. So something to break it up in the middle of the day, which is usually a bottle or a can, so you know twelve to sixteen ounces, right? Hundred some odd now. Then I come home. Well, now I'm home and I've already consumed a lot of liquid. <laughs> yeah. But I want more because I'm home, and ho- when I'm home is when I have the hardest time. Not just ingesting things, mm-hmm. which is why there's nothing in the house. Yeah, there's no choice because if there's things in the house, I'll eat them. Mm-hmm. If there's things in the house, I'll drink them. But what's in the house? More water. What is also in the house? Milk. Now, milk and water. Water, okay. Mm-hmm. Milk will stop me at a certain point. Yeah, not just from like I'm gonna throw up, but like you feel more full. Yeah. So I'll usually have milk with dinner. And then I'll kind of like sip on a water or have something around. And then I'm like, all right, we got to stop because I'm just pissing. Yeah, you just at that point, you might as well fucking strap a bag to your leg. Just put a fucking catheter in and just (laughs) let loose. Just let it leak out the entire time. Just go straight through. Yeah. But it's just, it was like a whole thing. So I cut back. I cut back on one of the 40 ounces. And now I've been okay. But I've still been pretty good about Mm -hmm. rotating more water into my into my suck hole. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we talk about video games? I guess we might as well. And if you if you need something else to do other than drink water, you could play these video games. Hey, listen. There's nothing wrong with being a hydro homie. Unless you're a drowning homie. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fine line. There's, there is. You are steps away at any given moment if you're not careful. Like, I mean, I, when I say it was bad, there were moments today, because I, today I drank a lot. I, I drank two 40s, uh, another 16, another 20. I'm drinking this water now. 
I grabbed a. It's Friday, so I grabbed a Mountain Dew on the way home when I got gas. I'm I'm liquid. He's. I'm buoyant. <laughs> um, buoyant. But like, I can feel things in my body right now. Like if I sit certain ways, I think it's I, a, drank, I, th- I drank so much water. I can feel things in my body. <laughs> I think it's a mix between having so much liquid in me and uh, I ate a little bit of spicy food last night. Uh-oh. So I'm just in like this weird. It's gas versus water and they are fighting each other for space in my body. Yeah. So I've just been, you know, farting constantly to try to clear space for the and water. Peeing. And then I've been pissing. So it's just a bad. It's an internal battle. I'll be empty eventually. Uh, Want to talk about new releases? Yeah, might as well. Let's talk about number one, Calico, Possum Edition for the PlayStation. Number two, Dune Spice Wars for the Series X. Number three, Last Train Home for the PC. Number four, Roller Drome for the Xbox. Number five, Gothic 2, the complete classic for the Switch. Number six, Orton was the case for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number seven, Biomutant for the Switch. Number eight, Gangs of Sherwood for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number nine, Hawked for the PC. Number 10, Pixel Cafe for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 11, This Means Warp for PlayStation, Xbox, and the Switch. Number 12, Tintin Reporter, Cigars of the Pharaoh for PS4. Number 13, Toaster Ball for the Switch. Number 14, Batman Arkham Trilogy for the Switch. Runs like dog shit. Number 15, Dragon Age, Mon- sorry, Dragon Quest, Monsters, The Dark Prince for the Switch. Number 16, Sanguivore, 20 Below for the PC. And number 17, Steam World Build for PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and the Switch. I saw a headline that was like, Batman Arkham Trilogy runs at zero frames per second on the Switch or something like that. I, I'm like, hmm. I saw some clips. It's It was just like, they, they were in the they were doing Arkham Knight and they were in the um the Batmobile like tank kind of thing that you get in that one. They're just driving down the road. Yeah. And it would drive, it'd get about five feet and then reset ten feet, like thirty frames before where it was. And it was just jittery, stuttery. It was like, oh my this it's unplayable. Which is not surprising. The switch is terrible hardware. Yeah. Uh in terms of like putting those types of games on it. If you if you have a Switch, just play Nintendo games, guys. Just don't do anything else. Yeah. If you want to play games like that, get a Steam Deck. Right. Or a PC. Yeah, or a PC. PC Master Race. That's true. I, I don't know what a PC game PC. is. Yeah, how's that going? Good? That's good. No no it's complaints. Happy now. There was there were some complaints. We've had we've we've sorted our differences though, I believe. Okay. You beat the shit out of it until it started working. That's not what I said. <laughs> I caressed it gently <laughs> until it came over to my <laughs> side and understood that if it ever crosses me again, it will put the lotion in the basket. I thought you were going to say something like, I will replace you with like a thread ripper or something. No, the, the, well, I the, drop. The, the processor's not the problem. <laughs> it's the graphics card. Classic. Classic uh, battle. I sometimes I feel like they know PCs. Yes, like sometimes, especially no, graphics they, they cards do. and the whole Nvidia AMD thing. I feel like they know, like, oh, I can smell the green on you. You sure, know, like sure. there's that. Uh, and I they're also like, know I'm that computers are sentient enough to the point that when I walk in the room, it will work. 
Woo. He's here, guys. It's whatever, you know, whenever they do the whole. He's hey, here. Flip the bits. Flip the bits. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but my like my computer won't work. It, something's wrong. Blah, blah blah. Okay, I'll be down. I'll come take a look at it. It works. Yeah, it's really weird. It wasn't working before. I just stared at it. I gave it that look. It knew. Yeah, it understands. It understands. It it won't do that again to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know what that is. Doing doing this as I'm walking out of the room. Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You see me distrait, I see you. You see me, I see you. One of the Russian ladies at work, so he's like, magic hands, oh, you magic hands. I'm like, you have no idea. At what point do you start singing Rasputin before you, like... <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> Just, ah, hey. <laughs> Rasputin. Ra, ra, Rasputin, lover, lover. Is it weirder that when that song came out, his, like, grandkids were alive? And that entire song is about your granddad fucks? I mean, how many grandkids does he have? Do we know? Probably a lot. Probably. Uh, what are you feeling? Hey, what's this song on the radio about? Uh, it's, you know, your grandfather. He's a whore. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling even. <laughs> uh, it's old grandpappy, that whore. <laughs> We're so derailed. It's my mind. All right. The inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. Number one. Let's get the legal stuff out of the way. There seems to be a few settlements this week. There's about to be one for this podcast. A settlement needs your help. No, Preston. (laughs) Uh, CD Projekt has settled a class action lawsuit filed by its own investors who claim they were misled over Cyberpunk 2077's quality at launch. A lawsuit was settled for $1.85 million earlier this year, and the game firm did not have to admit to the suit's allegations. Basically, a a judge signed off on the deal. Oh. Crafton and NetEase has resolved their dispute over PUBG and Knives Out. A court judge ruled that Crafton proved NetEase breached the terms of their contract but that Crafton had failed to prove the $65 million in damages it had asked for. Excuse me. The court awarded Crafton an undisclosed sum in liquidated damages. Epic Games and... I love this one. This is a good one. Epic Games and Google have been ordered to hold settlement talks before the jury of the ongoing antitrust trial makes its verdict. The order came after Epic's lead attorney revealed that the two companies had never formally attempted to settle their dispute. I I mean, I like that. I I don't know. Does that benefit Epic? If their lead attorney just goes, no, "Uh, your honor, they haven't even given up, like tried. It was more of a, we haven't really tried. And then the judge was like, wait a second. So what are you asking for? And then, the Epic responded, Epic's attorney responded with like three or four points. I can't remember the exact amount. But the last one was just ridiculous. It was like, we want an order, basically, like a blanket statement saying that if Google tries to circumvent the ruling that, you know, they will they can't do that. And the judge was like, no, we don't, courts don't rule. On nothing? Yeah, on nothing, basically. And he's like. And it was 
some of the quotes were pretty funny, but that sums it up is basically they were like, he's like, you wait, you guys haven't even tried to figure this out. And they were like, no. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, where was I? And finally, take two interactive and two K games are facing a class action lawsuit accusing the company of theft and unlawful business practices due to virtual currency being non-transferable between games and lost once servers for older titles are deactivated. Yep. Um, it's not on this list, but that came up recently with Sony. Uh, Sony sent out a message, um, and I think it was to PlayStation people because of purchases from, I think it was the PlayStation Store, it was like movies, movies mm. and TV shows. Sony basically sent out an email saying, hey, if you own, like you own some of these titles that are related to this discovery network, after this date, you're no longer going to have access to them. They're going to be removed from your account. Even if you like, they were things you bought. Yeah. yeah. And there's the big thing with that, but and it's like, okay, then I'll take my money back. Yeah. That's you, the thing. You'll refund me my cost price then if you're going to remove them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, a couple job movements to cover as well. Ew. Riot Games has announced that Mark Merrill has been named Chief Product Officer. The co-founder and past co-CEO will oversee the overall product strategy of gameplay, esports, and entertainment across the firm's titles. Merrill previously served as president of games at Riot. Cool beans. Two Rockstar veterans have joined Dan Hauser at his new studio, Absurd Ventures. Rockstar's uh, former vice president of writing, Michael Unsworth, joined the team last month, ending more than 16 years at Rockstar. Unsworth co-wrote both Red Dead Redemption games and contributed to GTA 4, 5, and L.A. Noir. Which, as we all remember, the best thing about L.A. Noir is the VR when he's dancing in the mirror. As Matt and I both danced for <laughs> no visual audience. According to the LinkedIn profile, he has taken on the role of head of story and creative management. Laszlo Jones, previously writer, director, and producer at Rockstar, and known to GTA fans as an in-game D- radio DJ, also joined the team back in June after almost 20 years at Rockstar. He has taken on the role of executive producer and also lists himself as the new founding member Oh, as a founding member of the new company. So interesting. Poaching. Moves, poach. Uh I mean those are two massive names to take out of Rockstar. Yeah, that's that's there's that's also, a lot of there's also another quote from Ellie Noir that is one in the list of one of my favorites, but I will not say it on here. Got him. Because it's when Cole is doing an interrogation. Yeah. I, do you know the one I'm talking about? I do. He's talking to Valdez? Yeah. <laughs> no. It's so aggressive. <laughs> Uh, number three. Speaking of absurd ventures, Dan Hauser's new studio that we just talked about, uh, they've revealed its first two universes. I guess Ooh. that's the thing now. You you re- we just reveal universes. Yep. American Caper and a Better Paradise. American Caper centers on two normal. Badly damaged American families in a world of corrupt business, inept politics, and bungling crime. American Caper will debut as a graphic novel that is being illustrated by renowned comic book artist Simon Bisley. Okay. 
Don't know who that is, but nope. sure. I, I don't know comic book artists, to be fair. So, A Better Paradise is an existential suspense thriller set in the near future. A 12-episode audio fiction series based on the A Better Paradise universe is currently in production. Absurd Ventures is partnering with Q Code Media to co-produce the audio series. I am uh, by a, curious about these. It's a different medium. It, it is. Sounds. I'm or, wondering if they are t- attempting, uh, like, um, well, obviously they are attempting it because they're fucking doing it, but I like the approach <laughs> of, like, they're establishing their IP through other other media easily that's easily consumed initially, and that while they work on the games, I'm assuming there's going to be games coming, but who knows? Right. Uh, here's something to whet your appetite. Yeah, to get an idea of the universe and like and, yeah. backstory and which also might in theory be cheaper to produce than an entire game. Oh yeah. I mean when uh when Halo did the um audio, the podcast, I don't know if you remember that. I can't oh. remember what it was called, but they did like they they did like an in universe podcast series. I don't. I only remember Forward Unto Dawn. And yeah. Uh it was it was really good. I mean, it was like, it was made almost, it was from an in-universe perspective and it was like a audio, like a narrative. And they were also doing books though, too. Yeah. But, uh, curious to see. Fall of reach. I'm interesting. Uh, I want to know the T in this situation because that's a lot of heavy hitters that left Rockstar and then they all, like, it wasn't immediate because Dan Hauser has been gone, I think, for a couple years now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden, you know, everyone jumps ship and joins the new the yeah. new thing. It's like... Well, it's always in that same vein, too, where you go. Is it going to work? Yeah. Even if everybody does jump, mm-hmm. do they do they get successful or does it crash? Yeah, because, I mean, they've all been working at Rockstar for so long. How do you go from... Can you imagine going from Rockstar, which is, like, one of the more, like, powerful... You're, you're Large almost entities. guaranteed to make a banger every time. Yeah. Like and you, then, you arguably don't miss. Yeah. And then immediately going to something that probably amounts to like indie. So you're starting from scratch. Right. Immediately no longer having all the budget, the whatever, the whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, granted, they could probably get all those things if they wanted to. And they might be talented <clears throat> enough to, you know, do yeah. whatever. But it's just like. It's just a mindset of like. Yeah. Giant entity. Start from scratch. And, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Rockstar a little bit later. Yeah, there'll be a quick little tidbit on that. Number four, Xbox is working with unknown partners to open a mobile storefront to rival the App Store and Google Play. Speaking to Bloomberg, Xbox's Phil Spencer. Billy Spence, as the kids call him. <laughs> quote it's an important part of our strategy and something we are actively working on today and not only alone but talking to other partners who'd also like to see more choice for how they can monetize on the phone to make sure that xbox is not only relevant today but for the next 10 20 or more years we're going to have to be strong across many screens, end quote. As for when the store will launch, Spencer clarified that he didn't think it was multiple years away and instead would be sooner than that, which for the record still could be in a couple of years. Yeah, uh, do you want to? I have a guess for who the partner is. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Epic. Do you have a guess? Samsung. That one makes more sense. And they, well, Samsung already has a store. And they're already working with them with the, and they're on the TVs. Mm -hmm. So. Yours also makes sense because the, it's the most like lucrative one with also trying to fuck Apple over. Yeah. So that's and like, Google. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. I just what if we're both know. right? What if we what if we spoke into existence again? Oh fuck. I want a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we really gotta start making that work for us. <laughs> um all right, number five. Bandai Namco has invested in two US-based startups, Flickplay and Code Charm. Can't say that. I just did. Flickplay is based in California and provides a service that enables users to purchase digital toys that can be used in mini games and augmented reality. Flicking the bean. Anyways, um Flick it, bop it. <laughs> twist it. Twist. Groove this dick and twist it. <laughs> The old dick twist. Uh, uh, where was I? I totally forgot. Code Charm is a software developer based in Texas whose products include the cloud-based Bandai Namco's O21 Fund, which launched in 2022 as a way for the Japanese firm to invest in startups well, wait, wait, within the on. games stop, industry. Stop, 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 stop. Go back. Did I miss a... You skipped an I entire... I took a whole sentence. <laughs> Co-Charm. <laughs> Co-Charm is a software developer based in Texas whose products include the cloud-based... How did I do that? I don't know. Whose products include the cloud-based collaboration art platform Magma Studio. The investment is part of Bandai Namco's O21 Fund, which launched in 2022 as a way for the Japanese firm to invest in startups within the games industry. Last month, Bandai Namco invested in the anti-toxicity platform GGWP, which uses AI-based technology for online content moderation. Yeah, I got so confused. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. I was like... The dick twist twisted my mind. <laughs> I was like, cloud-based collaboration, Namco's 121 fund. I was like... I haven't made any fucking sense at all. <laughs> it didn't, but I was like, ah, maybe I... You know, whatever. Maybe I don't pay attention, which I wasn't, clearly. What is Bandai Namco up to? You know what I mean? They're up to things. I don't know. What? I mean, honestly, the majority of the of the Japanese companies from back in the day, what the fuck are they up to? Well, Bandai Namco does a shit ton of anime stuff. I know that. Yeah, they, but like they, Sega, like they're doing things. Sega's still doing things. Yeah, Dreamcast kind of like that, but you know they're all. I'm pretty sure Bandai Atari's Namco trying to do things again. Uh. Bandai Namco has ties with like Gundam and Gunpla and stuff, so like that, well, course, that's yeah, yeah. that make a lot of money when, from that. Yeah, when you have a model sell for four thousand dollars and a for and one kidney, it's gonna do that to you. Those people, fucking crazy. Number six, Reed Pop is investigating the potential sale of its gamer network business. The UK-based operation includes GamesIndustry.biz, Eurogamer, Rock Paper Shotgun, VG Twenty Four Seven, and Dice Breaker. The business also holds shares in outside Xbox, Digital Foundry, and Hookshot. Not included in the sale are UK-based events EGX or MCM, or the digital brand Popverse. That'd be a big one. There's, there's a lot of sites in there that are 
pretty well used. Yeah, I think we talked about this a couple months ago. Maybe, maybe it was sooner or more recently. But um, there's kind of like that bubble bursting a little bit on um, like video game news sites and media, video game media and like pop culture media sites. Yeah, that yeah, that we did. I think mentioned it because I can't remember if it was a magazine shutting down or something, but it was the like, what do you do? Yeah. It's kind of like, like if a- you're not writing for Forbes or, or Bloomberg, you know, like one of the massive newspaper type things that has a gaming slash tech kind of column in it. What are you going to do? I don't know. I think become YouTubers. That seems like a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean that your options are like Patreon? YouTube or yeah, some crowdfunded thing. Yeah. Or freelance, I guess, but all of those have none of those sound particularly right, especially safe. Yeah, there's it'll it'll be interesting. Yeah, I was uh lamenting the the downfall of the magazine the other day. I was thinking We've was, lamented that a few times. We have. We have. And and every time I just tell you to get over it. Yeah. But we do get to wax poetic about thinking about the Barnes and Noble yeah. magazine aisles and, and walking through and seeing the paintball well, magazines and seeing Yeah. Well that's what did it, of course. Of course. Of course but was. like I feel like there's like a whole wealth of of like knowledge and history almost that is gonna be lost because like the majority of those magazines were, were never digitized or anything. So it's like that's just no, there weren't. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some like I was site trying that's to, like a magazine archive. Yeah, like what going back to paintball, I was like trying to find. So I'm like on the kick of like you know nostalgia. Yeah, and I old. was like, oh, you know, let me try to find. There's a specific paintball gun that I'm I'm looking for, but oh, I don't. I don't really know. No. The most white bread white girl. <laughs> the most white girl paintball gun there was. I don't really know what the exact model was, and I I just remember seeing it like all the time in paintball magazines and like ads and stuff, and being like, you know, a younger kid basically being like, you know, oh, so cool yeah, to have yeah. that. It wasn't an angel, was it? No, it was a Bob Long, oh, okay. uh, Bob Long Intimidator, but I can't remember like exactly which one. I just remember it had like an orange and black fade. Okay. And so, like, I'm trying to, like, I've been doing yeah. some internet research trying to figure out what it is. But, like, I'm, you, I'm but finding you, with paintball that, you know, it all happened in that era when we were kind of discovering the internet. Every, you know, yeah, like, yeah, figuring yeah. out what the internet was. So, like, there's so much information that just doesn't exist online. Yeah. So, it's one of those where it's like, you you know that if you found an old magazine from that time and opened it, you'd immediately find your answer. But yeah. you have to find it. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know, it's... It's I'm like oh, all the shit that's lost. And I remember when my grandfather passed away, he had a whole storage unit, like not storage unit, but like a whole like uh it it was a, a storage room essentially that uh was literally floor to ceilings love like magazines. Like there was shelving units in there and it was all of his like magazines that mm-hmm. he had, had through the years and they were all bundled together in an order. And we didn't know what to do with them. And they were all like, you know, like, whatever. Like, Model Railroad was one of oh, them. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> all these, like... There's a, there's another one you ain't finding shit. Yep. And we didn't know what to do with them. 
so we just tossed them, you know, because they're they're no they're like garbage at the time. And they're that's like, the other, well, that's the other problem. Look, too, what would I ever do with these? Even if you do find them, it's like, what do you do? Even mm-hmm. if you still had them, what do you do? Yeah, I know, right? Do you make an entire room now that's just magazines? Like, what mm-hmm. do you do? I don't even know. I don't even know, but I, I now I kind of regret Sit it. Sit there and upload like, all, like try to image scan them and upload them all to Google Drive. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we you, we tossed them like wow. What a, now I'm thinking back. I'm like there was like that's that's such a waste. Like just for the fact of like the knowledge gone. So yeah. what if what if none of what if like a, there's none of those exist at some point and that's just like gone. Yeah, I mean, it, then you got to rediscover. People which there to, is some of that joy you can kind of have about the rediscovery, but there's mm-hmm. there is still that also moment where like you'll be at the soda fountain. And you'll just hear that one old timer be like, "Yeah, you know, I, I used to have this this train thing." You're like, "In no fucking way, he knows what exactly what I'm looking for." Yeah. Have you ever heard of blah 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 blah? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did this, 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 and you're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> I've been looking for this for years. It's like when we even just walking into the when we walked to the state fair. Yeah. And we went up to the the model circuses. We're talking to the guys, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we buy. And you're just like, how the fuck did you find anything that you bought? Yeah. You don't know how to, you, by looking at you, you do not know how to use the internet. Hmm. So where do you go? Are there even model shops around here? And they had full, full working. Mind you, these people, this is for a circus, right? So there's not anywhere near as much moving parts as like a model train. Mm-hmm. Or, frankly, a paintball gun. <laughs> But these guys had full models of Ferris wheels, roller coasters, tilt-a-whirls, scramblers, all moving parts. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And some of them with like custom LED signs in them. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you either custom built all of that, ordered a kit and built it, which according to the guy, the one guy that did talk to us for a little bit was like, some of them are kit, some of them are custom built. Like you can see that like 
it's like cardstock that's been cut to make it look, you know, look a certain way and yada yada. I'm like, you guys are fucking insane. Yeah. It's wild. But also you kind of look at it and you go, what kid today is going to go in there and go, I know my hobby for the next 45 years. Yeah. I am the greatest model circus builder this side of the Mississippi. It is kind of like. Which is still the greatest title ever, by the way. Yeah. It's the greatest way to end any title. I'm the best anything this, this side. side of the Mississippi. <laughs> In 2023, like a claim. <laughs> there is, a, I think, a lot of stuff like that that's not going to survive. Like that, and like paintball is a good example. Like that's a dying sport. Like I think paintball was always dying, even when it boomed. Yeah, I mean the the mid two thousands was probably its peak, and then it just was downhill from there. I mean, the joke is that. Well, God, do I want to say that? The joke is you need another war if you want it to be kind of cool. For for like a lot of the guys, it was their haha. I'm gonna go shoot shoot things and shoot yeah. people, but not shoot people. Yeah, but now it's airsoft. It's not yeah. Now it's airsoft, it's, and can, the airsoft guys are nutty. They are nutty. Those guys that have like the single shot snipers that are in full ghillie suits, sitting mm-hmm. just with people me to you away. Those those YouTube videos, some of my favorite guys that are sitting in ghillie suits from me to you away and just going boop. Yeah, and they're like, where the fuck? How did you get so close? <laughs> That and like, you need a lot of disposable income to do stuff like right. And that was yeah. Could you imagine still buying not even just like the gun, but like paint again and CO two tank refills? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you were buying for balls, but like we were doing bucket of balls, the cheap Busbies for like thirty dollars a bin. I mean, we would do if we were generally we'd go to tournaments, so it'd be you'd buy a case, which was I think the going rate when I was doing tournaments was like you know 65 dollars for a case but it also depended on what what you were buying like yeah what, what i mean most quality. most of them you had to buy the their their tournament paint right and so you, and it was still, like 65 dollars yeah. usually but i mean you're still down to what would you carry on you at a time three four pods uh four usually for yeah. me four pod, I, but four i was po- four pods plus full hopper but i was a i was a snake player i was front the back guys would carry eight pods. Yeah, but I mean, so either like, way, you're still you're still burning. Assume uh, seventy five to hundred count pot. I mean, you're going through thousand balls around a match. Yeah, which is half Indiv- case. individually. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like I probably went through. That's not even counting when you did like e hoppers and everything else into a gun. Yeah, like I was, I play, I was more conservative than most people, and I play. I probably went through, on average, I would say. Um, f- probably four hundred balls, three or four hundred balls a game uh, match. Yeah, and you know, like some of, some of the people I played with, they would go through a case of paint and a, a single match. Yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, not actually, no, hundred, like half a case. They they could go through a half a case of paint in a match. Yeah. And it's just it's just so, some stuff like that. You're like, what? The yeah. But you, I could see like the the train thing coming back in because it's just you know you chill at home and mm-hmm. it, that that has the same that same requires thing. skill like a lot it of requires, like skill and time. Yeah, yeah, and it, and that's why I think you see a lot of older people that start to have that time kind of do it. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those like pandemic boom type of moments where it's like if you if you ever found a place that you could order a bunch of stuff from, mm-hmm. then like hey they send the model to you, you build it, you know, you attach it to the track, and now you have the displays. But that becomes the biggest problem with that one is a space thing. Yeah. 
and like actually having just a room to do it not even just the time but like mm-hmm. do you have a spare room in a house that you can dedicate to a train set no right i mean me yes mm-hmm. but like you're I'm, the you're a rarity you can i'm a rarity because i live in the middle of nowhere in a house that's too big for me but it's just yeah there's just there's certain things and then when you yeah you get to the magazine thing like i have some magazines but they're nothing that's old you know it's like old game informers which were digital yeah. too and like sports illustrated digital and the swimsuit editions which were more important to me but then, you know, they're digital and <laughs> sticky pages and yeah well no never that that you ruin quality you i don't even look at them still um but you know there, it's just stuff like that where you're kind of like oh, wait a minute. And and the other thing with magazines too is until you reach vintage, there's that middle ground where they're useless. Yeah, they, you just gotta leave them somewhere. Because I think we talked about it with skateboarding and the the death of the like mixtapes. Yeah, like watching an old Rodney Mullen one where he's actually just going nuts doing all this groundwork, mm-hmm. and you're like, what is, are there? Do those even exist anymore, or is it just the X Games? Yeah, and apparently they do, but like. I would never know. But that's also wondering, it's like, <clears throat> are they dead? Or have my interests swung so far in one direction yeah, you just that I would never it. notice? Because there's now, now there's information overload where if you walk slightly one way or the other, you could end up, you butterfly affect yourself so hard into the other direction. Yeah, which is kind of like I've noticed... With the uh, following, trying to follow some more of the paintball stuff recently, it's it's doing the full circle thing. So it's like, it's not sp- like speedball and tournament ball and stuff like that. It's not, that's not going, that's like dying, but it, but woods ball's coming back again. So it's yeah. all like, it's, it's kind of gone, come full circle. And now it's like grassroots again to where like it's wood ball, woods ball and people playing with their friends in the woods and back like, to the West Point games. Yeah. So it's like, where it started. Yeah. And Woods Ball to me was always more fun anyway. But that's a that's a me thing from like a I like to play the tactical game. Yeah. Versus play just the Well that's the a lot of bum rush game. The conversation and the theory is like people are like, well, it's kind of makes sense because of you know, paintball is expensive and it's only gotten more expensive and you know, it's not nece- we're not in a financial boom, so Pump is coming back. Yeah. Mag feds a thing now, like Woods Ball, where you're more tactical and you shoot less paint. Like, yeah. it'd be very interesting to see somebody 3D print a paintball gun. I was wondering about that. I haven't looked into it. I'm sure people have tried it, but um, you 3D print a hopper easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do it. I bet. I don't know. Your well, question is what what pneumatic load could it handle? Yeah, it would be wildly inefficient, but you could, but you could probably make it super because you could thread a barrel and everything, like a printed threaded barrel. You could probably do like a poppet style. So like, you also could actually you could just probably keep the mechanism. Depending depending on which one you got, you could keep like the actual mechanism, normal. But then 3D print barrel hopper and everything else to be like custom style to be efficient. Mm-hmm. And so you still have all of that, but then you have like this weirdly perfect fed hopper, like weird design. And then there's a barrel that shoots around corners. That's not a thing, but like it'd be really cool. 
You have a you have a right angle barrel. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember. Speaking of Titman Model ninety eights, do you remember the flatline system? Yeah, I remember the flatline system. You know that barrel was just curved, and that's how the oh, flatline yeah, yeah, system just worked. Yeah, basically, was, it was yeah. a barrel that made like a little S shape, not S shape, but like a yeah, a, like a like a, a riser, like a Z bend in it. Yeah, and they they like claimed that it would put backspin on the on the bear on the ball. Yeah. I still miss the because uh, you being a speedballer. We're talking fucking about the podcast. Uh, you being a speedballer, I know for a fact that you played with your CO two tank on your hip. Not all the time. I mean, no, you play with it on the gun. Yeah, I played with it on the gun too. I was in, mm-hmm. I was always on the gun. But the guys that had the the remote, the remote, the remote, and they carried their canisters to just flip canisters if they needed to mm-hmm. by just undo and redo. Yeah, and. Then they would, <laughs> they're those guys, and then they're in the woods ball style. They were the sick people that had the uh throat walkies. Oh, yeah, and so they're just you're you're playing VIP and Mr. President in the middle of the woods. <laughs> it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy times! All right, back to games number seven. Riot Games has revealed its intentions to open a, a home of esports. With a new facility in the EMEA, which stands for Europe, Middle East, and Africa region. The Riot Games Arena will be located in Alder, Aldershof, Berlin. Don't know where the fuck that is. Obviously, Berlin. it's in Berlin, but uh, it will serve as a facility that will provide both in-person viewing and broadcasting of professional competition. Riot Games Arena will host the League of Legends EMEA Championship, Valorant Champions Tour, EMEA, and other competitive events as well. Um, is this a thing? Is there is there uh, arenas in other areas, or is this the first one of its? I'm assuming there's probably arenas. I in think like they, Asia. Uh, yes, there are. Like, um, well, there's the League of Legends. What is it? The League of Legends Park or the Esports Park or whatever that's in Korea that everybody always references, and that's the one where you see that they have a... They're not gladiator style, but kind of a little bit, where they have... Um, like a I can't remember what they call it. I want, to, I want to call it like the League Park, but I can't remember what the name of it is in Korea. Um, but in like in China, yes. In Korea, yes. In, in some of the European ones, they also do... But then there's like the riot one that's in LA is built for hosting esports events, but it's not like a regular arena where you can kind of do more things. You know, you can't you can't really put in. I, I guess in theory you could put in other games, but it's not like an esports arena. It is a league or Valorant or whatever like arena. It is not just a. Um. Like a stadium or a, uh, like an event center. Mm-hmm. Like if the on center just had a esports room, yeah, which would actually be kind of baller. That would be like, oh, did you have a high school team that wants to compete? We're going to run a Halo tournament over this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like that would be pretty cool, but they would have to have a whole room with screens and network, you know, like a whole setup. Yeah, the way the the league park works, I, I wish I could remember what the hell it was called. League park works in Korea. Is they have uh, tunnels like into the middle of the like typical stadium seating. So, you know, there's like a cutout where you can kind of like walk out of a locker room type thing. 
Um, but then they have a circular pit. LOL park. Okay. Um, like a circular pit mm-hmm. as the the combat area, I guess. And it's two um two rounded desks with the five monitors on them facing each other. And then above that, vertically, is a massive like scoreboard yeah, it's like, jumbotron. Um, it's almost like amphitheater style. Kind of, but it's fully circular. Yeah. All the way around that pit. That's why I say like Coliseum style almost. Mm-hmm. Because there is those guys, and then the, all the seating goes back from that, like a few, only a few rows. It's pretty small. Like it's closer to like a, think of like a college basketball stadium. Stadium, not Syracuse because they play in a fucking football dome. But like Cameron Indoor, which is Duke, they you have the basketball court and then small seating, and everything feels really close and compact. And it's then like they, uh, eight rows deep. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven or eight sections. But it, you know, it's it's pretty wow. compact, pretty busy. There is like a outer ring with like concessions and stuff on it. Um, but then above the combatants is a giant like jumbotron that's a four sided one that's showing the game, and it's you know it's a pretty cool environment. But not not everywhere just has that. Yeah, but that's a very it's a very cool thing to see and do. So we'll see. looks like it had comfy chairs and it had like big armrests with cup holders and stuff. Look yeah. nice. Very nice. Their days, I think, for competition, they I if I don't know if they still do it this way. They used to, but they do best two out of three, mm-hmm. or they they did, and they did two matches a day. So instead of like just being on the weekend and doing like five matches in one run or whatever, they would just do like over four days or three days and they would do two matches a day. Yeah. And you, you got, you were going to like, you know, watch a movie essentially. You're there for a few hours, but you relax and you chill and then you, you know, leave. Number eight, a report by the entertainment software association has found that 72% of the 500 plus children ages 10 to 17 surveyed in the U S want games related products for Christmas. Subscriptions were the most popular gift idea at 39%, followed closely by consoles at 38%. Game accessories are 32%, and in-game currency is 29%. Uh, I want more breakdowns of, like, when they say subscriptions, what does that mean? I'm assuming it means, like, Roblox shit. Sure, that makes sense, yeah. But does Roblox have a subscription? Like, WoW has a subscription. Final Fantasy has a subscription. Fortnite doesn't have one, though. Fortnite's technically free to play. The yeah, battle, but battle do you pass. count battle pass as subscription? Like that's where I want. That's what I would like to know is like a little bit more of the breakdown. Yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. Because um, like that could be considered in-game currency mm-hmm. or game accessories, or you know. uh, only twenty-two percent of the children surveyed wanted physical games this Christmas. The ESA also surveyed more than five hundred adults for the study, which found that one in three plan to buy video games for themselves or others with 57% of parents considering buying video game-related presents for their children. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Game-related products came out on top, beating other gift ideas such as money and gift cards, 70%, or technology like smartphones and smartwatches, 62%. Books were the lowest on the gift list at 26%, because these kids don't know how to read. (laughs) Go read a book, you heathen. Me staring at, like... The books that I haven't finished. Yeah. 
Samantha was showing me, so like she wanted to do um, advent calendars this year. Oh, okay. And she was showing me like. <clears throat> Buy the Lego one. A guy, we did puzzle. We did a puzzle one. Yeah, for but, ourselves. But like, buy the Lego one. Enjoy yourself. <clears throat> Maybe when Aiden gets older, we'll do one. I'll do a Lego one of him. I don't know. No, then you buy two. One for, <clears throat> one for you. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, how does the puzzle one work? Uh, so there's there. It's a tw- it's a twenty five day one. Okay. I think it's 25 twenty five. Yeah, twenty five days of Christmas. That's usually what they are. Some are twelve. Like some of the adult ones are. 12. Yeah. Yeah. But um, our attention span short. <laughs> yeah, each each uh, puzzle, each day is a fifty piece puzzle, and then all all the puzzles combine to make. Uh, so like, it basically. So you you do like a sec, essentially a section of a big twenty five collage image type thing. Yes. Okay. I mean, you if you saw it, you'd understand the concept. But yeah, it basically yeah, yeah. looks like a giant, uh, like I guess like a doorway or something. And then, like each puzzle is like a window. So, like, okay, yeah, no, I get it. I get the it. the puzzle, it's the, the the entire image itself kind of looks like an advent calendar. Gotcha. But because um, I was wondering, like, what the, the fifty piece makes sense. I was wondering what the size was because depending on, I mean, you know how big an advent yeah. calendar is. And then when you're like, yeah, it's a puzzle one. I'm like, how fucking big is the advent calendar that you're getting a puzzle out of it? Because some well, puzzle that was boxes my are, first question. Some puzzle boxes are we were spitballing like, oh, what do we do? You know, we could do the wine one and stuff like that. I'm like, we're not gonna drink. Like, that's a lot. I say, there's there's some that I've seen that people will do like uh, a makeup one yeah. or whatever, or they'll do like a liquor one where it's the little bottles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you just trying to kill yourself? Yeah. So she's like, all right, let's do puzzles. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. How big are these puzzles? Because like. <laughs> I only got I'm not doing if it's like 10 pieces, get the fuck out of here. But if it's like 500 pieces, also not interested. <laughs> yeah, we need a happy middle. So like 50 pieces. I'm like, that seems fair. Like you could do that real quick, bang it out. But you feel like you've done something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she was showing really, me. And you feel really annoyed when it took two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. <laughs> she was showing me like this guy or it was like a TikTok or something. This guy made his wife an advent calendar and it's it's 25 books. I'm like, what the fuck is the point? So apparently, blow your mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe her when she said this. Okay. But maybe it's true. I didn't grill her on it. Okay. My cousin's wife. Yes. Reads about a book a night. Because like okay. everybody, everybody else just goes to bed. She's like, I can't really just, I can't sleep that well for a little bit. So I just, I, I and I read fast. So I just read a book. I, and I, and I would, I wanted to be like, what book are you reading? Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to comprehend. Like, I know people can read fast. And, like, I know that as I've gotten older, I've clearly slowed down. I But it's hard for me to comprehend someone could read a full book in a, a what amounts to an evening or day. Yeah. I can't do it at, like, I could do it in a day depending on the book. But mm-hmm. I have to be into it. If I'm not into it, I will not continue. Yeah. Um, And I can read pretty fast. But it. There's a difference between reading fast and comprehending. Yes. And depending on what the story is, I will have to stop. But like when I'm reading um, the book I need to finish before the end of the year, because it's taken me like three years because I just kind of stopped reading it when I started listening to some other stuff, was Center Stage by Michael Kay. Mm-hmm. And it's him going through a lot of his old interviews from the show and like, you know, talking and stuff like that. And I'm three quarters of the way through it. 
but that's not one that I have to like devote my full attention to. So I can speed through it pretty quick if I wanted to. But if I was doing uh, like a murder mystery, like I got a few of those, or like a crime thing, or uh, if our homie at Hardcore History wrote a book and I was reading that, like yeah. I'm going to be paying so much attention. He has a book. He only has one. Yeah. I'd be surprised if he had. Oh, I figured he had more. Um, I think it's called The End Is Nigh. <laughs> so many thoughts are running through my head now because I'm halfway through episode 70 of part two of uh, Tales yeah. of the Acer. Mm-hmm. I haven't started it yet. Not Tales. I don't remember what he calls it. Twilight. Twilight. Um, but like those ones that are a lot more detail oriented, if I... I can zombie read. Yeah. And I'll realize it four pages later. Yeah. And I'll be like, what the fuck? No, hold on. Gotta go back. I do that with fucking audiobooks sometimes, too. Yeah. I If I let my, my ADHD brain take over, I'll just keep going through the process while I'm like, yeah, so what should I get for dinner tonight? And then if I, well, if I do that tonight. Hold on. Wait a second. I'm four pages further than where I just was. What the hell has happened? Who is this person that just got killed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, flip back. It's, it's the same, same thing way. when you're driving. You're like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, there have been so <laughs> many times where, like, I knew I've been, I know that I've been awake the entire time, and I'm fully like, I'm not on my phone or anything like that. But I, I get to like work, and I'm like, I don't remember going down this, like, like going down a specific road. I'm just blanked on. It. I'm like, Jesus took the wheel. <laughs> but, but I'm like I can't. I know that I consciously was there. Yeah. But my memory is just blanked of it. Yeah. I'm like I do not. I cannot put myself driving on that road today. Mm-hmm. But then there's other things where I can be like, I know exactly where I was standing when blah 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 happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there are there are times I can put myself in your living room playing Star Wars Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. And Aiden kicking up a storm by my feet and Sam yelling at us. Like, I can put myself exactly there. Yeah. The brain, man. But then I was like, hey, do you remember when you stopped for gas on the way home today? I'm like, nope, absolutely not. The brain's amazing. It's weird. It is weird. Uh, all right, let's, let's continue on, I guess. Number nine. Vanity Fair revealed new info about the Fallout TV series. The main character is Lucy, a vault dweller who has to venture into the dangerous world above on a rescue mission. Lucy is described as doe-eyed and naive given her sheltered vault upbringing. The Vanity Fair article also hints that the class divide between the relatively privileged vault dwellers and the folks living on the surface will be a major theme of the show. <clears throat> the show's other major characters are Maximus, a young Brotherhood of Steel squire, and The Ghoul, played by none other than Walter Goggins. In the Fallout games, ghouls are an entire class of NPCs, but it seems like Goggins' character will be the ghoul among ghouls, one of the longest living and most famous of the bunch. Vault Boy will also be a presence in the show. It seems the series will provide an in-universe origin story for the mascot. It has also been confirmed that Bethesda advised heavily on the show, to the point Todd Howard says the series plot and characters can be considered canon amongst the games, alongside the games, I should say. And the good news is trailers to come out tomorrow. So 
Is it tomorrow? I believe it's tomorrow. So I will wait and see it then because there's a bunch of trailers on the way. That trailer, GTA trailer, which yep. we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. The boys trailer is on the way. I heard also that there is a, another boys spinoff coming. There's talk about that, yes. Yeah, the, the Mexican one. Yeah. But you know what that means, Matt? It is time. Rumor roundup. Are you ready? Ubisoft has announced a Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition is coming next year, even though the anniversary is this year, and Beyond Good and Evil 2, don't talk about it. Yeah. Sony is considering... And, and from I've decided, going forward, any Ubisoft news is going in the rumor section. That's true, because it's, <laughs> it's about as much as it should be. Uh, speaking of that, Skull and Bones is now rumored to launch on February 16th, 2024. <laughs> It's exactly what it is. Rumor. Sony is considering a chiplet design for the PlayStation 6, which AMD already uses for its other products. Naturally, Sony is also considering current game development buzzwords like ray tracing and reconstruction and path tracing. And the duh. I don't fucking I don't know. Yeah, some other some other bullshit. Time Splitter Studio Free Radical Design might be shut down before Christmas via a leaked email. And if you're me, you're still wondering why they are not in VR. The Division Heartland is rumored to be launching in early 2024. Hey, Ubisoft, the fuck you doing? You just going to launch everything in early 2024? That seems weird. It's finally done. That's something they would fucking do, though. They would. Yeah. You know why they would do it? They would exactly the same reason you and I are both going to say at the same at the same exact time financial year endings and yep. they can't push into 24 fiscal. they release three games in february like yeah right before march 1st yeah don't worry guys we got it fuck. every 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 fucking stockholder just staring at them like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> oh. uh, jeff grubb has heard that there will be a lot of new ip and cool stuff from third parties at the game awards great rumor jeff Appreciate mm-hmm. you. Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, which I think is actually supposed to be written the other way, yeah. has received an R18 plus rating in Australia because it fancies criminals on an island. Oof. Got him. Get it? Because that's how Australia is. Good eye, mate. Good eye. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Good eye, Yank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, now for the short things. Like my being. Nintendo Live 2024 on, will be held. Modify the document to make sure it says like that. Exactly. There you go. Uh, Nintendo Live 2024 will be held in Tokyo from January 20th to the 21st. I wanted that so badly. I don't know why. I just wanted that to be like Nintendo Live 2024 will be held in 2023. <laughs> I'll do it. Apple has unveiled its best apps and games of 2023 with MiHoYo's Honkai Star Rail. Come on, put a little bit more anime on that. MiHo Honkai. I can't. I can't <laughs> do it. That was just like that was worse. Uh, winning iPhone game of the year. Uh, there was some other stuff too, but the other interesting one was Lies of P was named Mac Game of the how Year. How many? How many things do you think are possible to win Mac Game of the Year? Not much. Uh, also, I will say this because I forgot to talk about it at some point. Um, remember yeah. that other game that was the Netflix game that was something, whatever. It was a mobile game that won the award that I said I'll try because it looked like it yeah. was a reverse city builder. Yeah. Uh, it. I downloaded it and for the first time I launched it, it said log in your Netflix account and I went, I'm going to uninstall you now. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I, I immediately uninstalled it. I was like, well, never mind. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I'm not trying it. I can't believe I still pay for Netflix. I'm such a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> Sega has shared the Sonic Superstars didn't meet sales expectations following the game's launch. Who would have thunk it? That's kind of sad, because I think that was actually one of the ones that should have met their sale. Well, I guess depending on what their expectations were. Yeah. I feel like Sega Sega gives me vibes that they have like delusions of grandeur. Oh, where they Ubisoft. Think, yeah, where they think everything's going to perform way better than it actually will. Well, because I think they they're still on the Sonic is totally Mario level. Yeah, it's it's a funhouse skit and a half. Trust me, guys, he's as big as Mario, and everybody's <laughs> like, "What the fuck are you talking?" No, he's not. Also, Sega related, following the shutdown of online FPS hyenas, uh, Creative Assembly will refocus on developing real time strategy titles. Good. The studio behind Silent Hill Ascension has denied that it is using artificial intelligence to write dialogue for the game. I love that you have to deny that because that means your dialogue probably wasn't written that well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were some examples. It was pretty awful. Unity will lay off 265 employees, this time centered around the staff it brought in when it acquired elements of Weta, the VFX studio behind the Lord of the Rings, the one that Peter Jackson created. Yeah, I'm happy that we bought things to then just kill people. Don't understand the point of that. Exactly. PlayOn, a subsidiary of Embracer Group, has announced that Fish Lab Studio will see around 50 job cuts. Damn. I don't know what that is, but I'm sorry that you're losing your jobs. True. NC, this one's interesting. NCSoft and Sony Interactive have entered a partnership that will involve collaboration in various business fields, including mobile. What does that even mean? They don't know. Of course, it's just so, provocative. It gets the people going. That's basically it. They announced the collaboration, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're looking into what we're going to do." That's just like I like the that's, cut of your jib. That's we just, should do some work together. That's literally. I was going to say, that's me at the bar. Yeah. I'm collaborating with this female. We do not know what we are going to do. That might be her beating me later. I don't know. Might just never collaborate at all. That's how this is going to go. That's What's your plan? Don't have one. I'm going to sit pretty, here. Pretty accurate. I'm going to sit here and wait to see what happens. <laughs> uh, Rockstar has announced that the first GTA 6 trailer will drop on Tuesday, December 5th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Based on the image, it looks like a Miami setting. And there's three birds, which means three playable characters. And there's four palm trees, so four playable areas. Dark to light, tone grading. What does it mean, Matt? I don't know. No, that's just that's what you're going to read for the next week until Tuesday happens. Yes, which that was what I was going to say. Is It's hilarious because like you're saying that sarcastically. But you, you just summed up the entire week's worth of news. You're welcome. Uh, Steam VR games can now be streamed wirelessly to MetaQuest 2, MetaQuest 3, and the MetaQuest Pro devices thanks to the Steam Link app, now available via the MetaQuest Store. Remember the Steam Link? I do remember. I, I still have mine. I saw it the other day. It's in my drawer right there. I was cleaning out the office, and I randomly saw it at the bottom of a box. And I was like, ah, Steam Link. I was moving stuff around, and I went, hey, I know what you are. <laughs> That's a thing. Um, I remember you. <laughs> Homeworld 3 got a slight delay from Q4 2022 to the first half of 2023. Matt, I got yes. bad news. What? Read that again. 
slight delay from Q4 2024 to the first half of 2023. First half of 2024. (laughs) You'll get there eventually. You have way more faith than you should. Hey, I said eventually. I did not say how long eventually is. You could be dead, but the last thing you read is that 2023 to 2024. Wait a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be if I'm if I'm next to you on your deathbed and you and you pull a wait a second, the podcast doc from blah 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 isn't right. And I'd be like, I'm gonna I've been saying that for years, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like I'm gonna lose it that this is what we're talking about. Uh Remnant 2 and 1 were shadow dropped onto Xbox Game Pass. That was huge, dude. And PC Game Pass, I believe, too. Rise of the Tomb Raider and Far Cry 6 will be added to Game Pass in December. One of those is good. Inflection Games has revealed that a server a server stress test for its debut project, the shared world survival crafting game, Nightingale, will take place on February 22nd, 2024. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Nightingale? Yep. You would if you saw it. No, you wouldn't. Nightingale is... I know the, more games than you, and I don't recognize that at all. You're gonna know. You're gonna. The only reason why I know what this game is is because it is Inflection Games was started by X Bioware devs. Oh, so were 85 other studios, Matt. I know they're that doing. That doesn't help them any. <laughs> no, stand that, out anymore. I'm not saying it helps them. I'm just saying that's the only reason why I remember it. Yeah, no, but that's why I'm saying it. That's why it doesn't help me remember them because there's so many of them. <laughs> Uh, Nightingale was the one where there was like the random fucking steampunk people running through fucking portals and shit. Okay, that I remember. There you go. That makes more sense. Um, CD Projekt Red has confirmed during their earnings call that their entire... This is not actually true, but um, 60% (laughs) of their development staff is working on The Witcher 4 with the remaining 40% transitioning to. Yeah, they've moved off of Phantom Liberty from Cyberpunk. So that's that's it. Uh, PC players can now claim a free copy of uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate via Ubisoft Connect through December sixth. Not as bad as people let on. What's that Syndicate? Syndicate. Not great, but not bad. And remember, it's the old combat method because it's the first one. It's the one before Origins. Mm-hmm. So. But you play as Evie and Jacob Fry in London. I I think I remember people. That was the game, I think, where like initially people were turned off, but over time, people's opinions have come around. And yeah, like, actually, and it was because game. it was also at, like the the real down bad of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, we were burned. Everybody was burned out. Their creative juices were gone. They were still trying to like tag onto these weird storylines, and it was just like, "The fuck are we doing, man?" Yeah, stop. This one's kind of good news. <clears throat> Jeff Keighley said on a live stream that the Game Awards is dropping its world premiere branding and that it's beefing up stage security. Well, one of those is more important than the other. Beefing up stage security is pretty good. But that being said, I hope there's still some type of banner. I know the world premiere thing was like memeing and kind of like mm-hmm. whatever. Cringy. But it's what I always hate with watching some like Xbox ones where they... I like Xbox exclusive, whatever. Like, what? I tell me because don't let don't show something. I like. I like. I don't know. I like Xbox's new way of doing it, where they just have a tag on the screen. Yeah, perfect. That's fine. 
Yeah, when, um, they, when you hit me with the end and you say Game Pass, PC Game Pass, and Series XS, and they're like, and if you put exclusive somewhere in there, perfect. That's all I need. Just flash he, it and be done. I don't know the exact quote, but he said basically that like we're dropping the world premiere, world exclusive branding, and you know we're just gonna focus on great gaming content. That's what he said. That he used that as in quotation. Yeah, which is know, always like, a weird. Whatever he talks is weird, but it's yeah. just like. It, it just put it there still. So what I would suspect is either there'll be nothing or there'll be a little tag like Xbox. Yeah. You just don't have to have the world premiere. Just hit it with the end of each trailer scene with like the loading screen that says name. Logos. Move on. Yeah. That's all you need. You just need enough to give us the info thing. So that way we don't all get to the end of the awards and go, what's that coming out on? Can I play that? Because that's the problem with not telling people mm-hmm. is everybody goes, oh, I was so excited about that. But then it's only on blah. Turns out that was actually a fucking mobile game. Oh, God, that realization hits real bad sometimes. Yeah. Why does that trailer look so good? What do you mean it's for Clash of Clans? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been seven days. What have you been up to if we haven't already talked about it? Yeah, I mean, outside of what we haven't talked about, not a whole lot. Um, Making progress on building up the sim shit. Yeah, so I got part of it done. Yep. Uh, monitor mounts are... Monitor mount is is um, assembled. The rig itself uh, the for the wheelbase and everything is sitting. The pieces are all laid out um, on my office floor, and that's probably... I'll probably put together this weekend. And then it's um, you know, I I gotta I gotta purchase a seat. Mm-hmm. I need to purchase. I need to figure out what I'm doing for monitors, which I think just I settled. Go the, just go to like the scrapyard and just rip a seat out of a car. I thought about that. <laughs> um, and then take a half a car home as well. That's what a lot of people recommend doing because it's a lot cheaper. Like it's yeah. like you know you can get a, a seat for fifty bucks, but and it'll if you can find a good one, it'll feel real. Yeah. Having gone to, I think the only real, like, pick and you know pull whatever, the one that was on fire. Yeah, Vince is <laughs> there. Um, I've seen the cards that have been there. Last time I was there, and like the state they were in, and then the fact that like you kind of gotta, you can't just grab a like whatever seat you come across. It's got to have like you know the brackets have to yeah somewhat yeah. work. I've thought about it a lot, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I just like just buy a seat, like go with what most people do, like an NRG Prisma or whatever. Yeah, because there, there is a tipping point where it's just yeah, not, where it's, it's not. Is it that. worth my time? Like, and then if you, you go out there, it's not there. You gotta go back the next time. Yeah. So I don't know if it's worth the hassle. I haven't completely decided yet. And then you can hit up um John, or not John um Tucci. Oh yeah. Like, hey, Maybe. I know this is a weird question, but do you have any seats just chilling? Maybe. Some people recommended that, too. They said if you have, like, a race shop or something nearby, because the seats expire. Like, because they're, like... like Regulation-wise. Yeah. yeah. And, like, a lot of times, like, you might be able to get one even for free or something, because, like, they, they can't use them. So yeah, they're, they're just like, going to toss them otherwise. Yeah. Or, depending on the car, they'll remove the other one. Yeah. It'll be a one-seater instead of two. So it's like, give me the passenger seat. Yeah. Um, I got to figure out monitors and then, um, 
that's really it other than like you know figuring out the wiring and all that bullshit. yeah yeah the actual like technical part of it um what else you know christmas holidays all that bullshit i haven't really been able to watch anything i wanted to watch monarch haven't been able to the reviews for godzilla minus one were really good yeah my brother like texts me randomly and he's like i don't know what you're what did he say his his wording was funny but he's like He's like, I don't know what your op- appetite is for Godzilla movies. He's like, but I went and saw Minus One. And he's like, holy shit, was it amazing. He's like, I think you'd really love it. He should have said, you don't even understand. Yeah. I watched King of the Monsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I want to uh, see. I want to make a point to go see that. Yeah. I heard a lot of good things and people saying, like, it, it's n- it shouldn't be as, like, visually and everything good as it is. Yeah. And I'm like. Yeah. I heard like I was listening to a review on NPR and they're like, you know, it's just it's just a good movie. Like it's not even like yeah, it's it's not even, you just not ignore the fact that it's Godzilla movies. Like it's just it's actually a good movie. And I heard some people doing the and it's like the best Godzilla movie since Godzilla, like back yeah. before even Broderick went like yes. Yeah. Like it f- does what it's supposed to do, and you're like, What does that mean? <laughs> I'm so used to this being a joke. Uh, uh yeah, there's there's a lot to watch. Yeah, that's what we've been up to. Well, now that you bring that up, I got a lot I gotta watch because there's still like I gotta watch the new Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I'm so far behind on a bunch of things. I'm pretty sure I finished the se- season three of the boys, but I honestly don't remember now. I'm in that weird limbo state where I'm like, did I or did I just see enough images from it that I think I did? I didn't even watch it. Um, so I gotta watch that. I gotta watch a couple other things. Uh read a couple things i'm still going through i'm going through the um most recent hardcore history podcast i'm mm-hmm. going through fulgrim from warhammer <clears throat> um just devouring content i'm trying uh, to finish my audiobook before i start i interrupted my audiobook to get this out of the way because I have more audiobooks to keep reading right afterwards. Yeah. And I know that it'll be about another six months before Dan puts anything else out. So I got time. Well, <laughs> that was kind of, I was like, it's his podcasts are so long that I had less time left on my audiobook than hit the podcast was, was long. Yeah. Like I had like five I was, hours. Left. I was in the flip. I had more time left on yeah. my book than uh, his podcast. So, but yeah, so it's that. It's uh, playing WoW. Playing whatever, playing Alan Wake. I'm further in Alan Wake now. Got more to play this weekend. One of the YouTubers I watch, who he's a he's a tech YouTuber, not a game YouTuber. He said that Alan Wake Two is his game of the year. I can see it. It's. I mean, I've enjoyed it so far. So it it could be in the running for me. But man, Spider Man was so fucking good. And I didn't play Baldur's Gate, but Baldur's Gate I know is also stupid. Like. Yeah, there there are so many good games this year. Yeah, between that and the the comment, like the Jeff Grubb comment we talked about, but other people being like, you know, I've heard there's a lot of stuff that's going to be shown at the Game Awards. I feel like it's one of those nature is healing things. You it's know? it's one of those years. Yeah, a day that will live in infamy. Yeah. Wait, is it next Thursday? <clears throat> it's the two days after. GTA? GTA, right? Because GTA was it the 5th or day. the 6th. It's the 5th. It'll, it is a day that will live in infamy. Yeah. Yeah, Thursday, next Thursday. 
if Jeff opens with that line, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> Game Awards, a day that we'll live in. I'd be like, holy shit, we're bringing it back. Uh, you know what I hope is that they're that will be the moment as a, you'll see like a bunch of fucking Japanese people running on stage and being like, Pearl Harbor so, number two. Imagine if they announced the new <laughs> Battlefield. Like he says that in the Battlefield. The a whale blows in. I'll never forgive the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That is, I put the curse on the Japanese. Uh. <laughs> I'm thinking back to that Mike Tyson episode. It's so weird. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so we got to figure out uh, watching that too. Yeah. Got to watch it. I'll just do it normally, you're probably. Yeah. Party at Matt's house. Party uh, at my house. The baby will be like fucking nuts, though. I'm just throwing that out there. The baby's always been nuts, though. Baby he's not really a baby anymore. He's just he's just crazy. The toddler will be nuts then. He's he's just he's full. He was nuts last time. Yeah, but now he's like I know he's bigger. Nuts. He's more mobile. Yeah. He's bigger. He can talk more. He's just oh like, yeah. But are you kidding me? Dewey will love that. I'd just be like. Can chase imagine, me, chase me. Can you, you imagine know? him dealing with Dewey at this point? Like, has he seen him recently? I don't know. Probably Just not a, since a last large, year. tatted man. With, funnily enough, he warmed up to Dewey quicker than he warmed up to you. No, no, that's what I mean. Which but is I mean, weird. Like, that like, ha ha, happy, go go go, and, yeah. of having the energy that Dewey does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he warmed up to Dewey yeah. more than he warmed up to me, or faster than he warmed up to me. Of course he did. What what kind of question? Well, I'm yeah. just saying, like you know, Dewey's not scary. He's a big traditionally teddy bear. people would probably be like, "Whoa, that's you know." I don't think Dewey gives off hard guy. energy. No, he though. doesn't. But that's like, he gives off big cuddly energy. Yeah, he's just a tattooed bear. But visually, if you saw him, yeah, even then he still looks cuddly. Yeah, when he's true. really bald is when he does. When you actually get it though, mm-hmm. when he's got the full rat on and yeah. he's not wearing a hat, then you're like, yeah. okay. Like what? The, what's up with this guy? Yeah, like if he was just walking around in a beater constantly, you'd be like, "That's a teddy bear." Um, no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going near that. But because he's wearing like the hoodie and the chill, and he's got the pose down, you're like, "Nah, come on, man, you chill, you hold me." Um, anything exciting happening in WoW? Same shit. Yeah. We're only we're only three weeks in. I'm doing the 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 dangerous move of joining public discords. Mm-hmm. To see if I can find people to like do keys with when Mm -hmm. some people aren't around, and I (laughs) I told Buck I go yeah we're doing I'm I'm joining a couple public discourse to see if I can find people and he just went oh no and I was like but what if I find some he's like I know what I said and I'm like what does that mean (laughs) the albatross flies again (laughs) (laughs) why because he's raiding with somebody uh, a tree's raiding with somebody. And actually, I can show you that this after Tree sent me some logs, and he just said, I've been pained. And I went, <laughs> how, how bad? And then I looked at it, and I went, oh. Pain? Oh, a lot of pain. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I killed the raid. I killed the raid week one, though. So, yeah. That's whatever. Uh, Unless you decide easy. to do. Unless I decide to try to do more, but I don't know that I want to. Maybe I'll try to do heroic if I find like a group that's just already got it on kind of farm and I just mm. kind of vibe. But man, the maybe I don't know. What? Probably not. I don't. I don't even really plan on doing it on heroic. So yeah, it is what it is. Got to rebuild my other computer here. Yeah. Um. So I 
test some stuff and play with some things and I needed a second PC to really to really do it so I don't bog down the first one. Interesting. I just, just like virtual shit and I don't mm-hmm. want to take space off of my current drive to do virtual machines on. So oh, I'll yeah. I'll just build up another machine and do it on there. I have the resources, so it's like, you know, why not? Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Nice. Fun stuff. I got nothing. Cool. Nothing. In seven days, we shall talk again. It'll be post-game awards. So be ready. Because there are going to be a lot. It's going to be post-game awards, post-GTA, post-whatever the fuck else comes out. That is going to be an intense week. It is going to be a week. Toodaloo! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.